Hello and welcome to the Stelvio Chronicles 2021. I'm Sean Smith. He's Sam Green. Hello. Yes, I am. Hello. How are you? I'm pretty good, mate. Pretty good. Good. Pretty good. 2021, new year, new dawn. Everything's changed. There's nothing like 2020 unless you're in Formula One. Well, yes. Yeah. I world. mean, it, most things have carried over. Let's face it. It's yeah. basically just 2020. Again. And yeah, January um, 2. Yeah. <laughs> uh, today on Stereo Chronicles, we're going to be talking about Formula One and doing our sort of semi-annual pre-season chat. Uh, we, yeah. We pro- I think we did it last year. We might not. We have did. Done. Um, we did. But uh, we're going to go through all the changes. What's new? What's not new? What we expect? Everyone's. It's going to be a good time. Should be. Professionalism as always. Right. Um, let's start with the teams because there are technically quote-unquote, very big annotations. Uh, new teams on the grid. Yes. So, rest, but we'll get to those as we go along. Right. Formula 1, 2021. Mercedes are now seven time champions? Yep, seven consecutive Constructors World Champions. And uh, they are, well, at the time of recording, technically without a driver. Yes, so they've actually technically only confirmed Valtteri Bottas. At the moment, yeah. Which you know does deliver some hope that Lewis Hamilton might go away, but uh, <laughs> let's let's be honest, he's not going to. No, I don't think so. Although it was, um, I don't know. I saw an article. Um, I think it was either Motorsport dot com or uh, something like that, which was actually apparently the boss of Daimler, who obviously are the parent company of Mercedes and therefore parent company to the F one team as well said that if he doesn't want to drive for us and he's being making it this difficult, maybe we should just find someone else. I mean, they've literally got George Russell right there. He's He could easily step up. He now knows the car like, as well. As... Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be difficult. I think it's, it's a bit of hardball. Hamilton's done this before when he was at McLaren and when he was at Mercedes. He wants these big multi-years, uh, big financial thing this is a big problem with f1 this year is that the more that the driver takes for their salary the less the team has for their development which you know, yes some might say for mercedes that's a good thing it means that others might catch up um but from a competitive standpoint and also the investment that mercedes are doing into the sport and into the team you don't really want to be allowing your rivals to be getting at you because of a driver no exactly um, and equally, I think one of the sticking points on the contract, from what I heard, is that Hamilton wants the new Mercedes hypercar as his like as his company car, essentially. Which one? The the AMG one, I think uh, it's called. Is that still not out yet? I don't think so. No, <laughs> it's, been, it's been about for years in terms of the has, concept. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but it's very very nearly completed, and I think he wants that written into his contract that he gets given one of them. Um, which Mercedes have gone, well, that's like a £2 million car, so no. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think I've, I've, The amount that F1 drivers get paid, I mean, there's, it could easily be added in. For a I mean, it, would, it wouldn't be the end of the world for, for well, them, would it? It, this it would way, be actually quite a good way I of getting around the yeah, budget. Exactly, exactly what I was going to say. It's £2 million that you probably don't have to put into the F1 budget. Yeah. Yeah, and write it off as a, as a uh, employee benefit, exactly, which yeah. they are still allowed as well. Well, as as we said last year, no one's going to be cheating the system. Definitely, no, not. of course. 
Mercedes, Mercedes going to this year, I mean, it's quite obvious they're going to be the favourites. Um, they didn't really progress the car that much, so I'm sure they'll have a nice big aero upgrade package as they are allowed for this season. Um, yeah. Do you really see them losing overall? I don't think so. Realistically, probably not. the The, the formula of the car is still the same, really, isn't it? Yeah, the base package um, is identical. Yeah, the chassis and, and even the chassis are like a B spec, I think, aren't they? They're allowed to modify it, but it has to be essentially the same car as it was last year. Yeah. Um, with the various regulation aero changes that they have to make. Exactly. Uh, so that we'll get we'll get to that in more. So. Yeah. Talk about Red Bull, who are second, second, came second last year. They were a lot of points behind, 254 Yes, yeah. but I do feel like towards the end of the season, they were gaining ground. Well, when they, they were still not quicker, but they were getting closer. Well, that's where it's interesting, because Red Bull's car for this year is literally called the RB16B. Rather than yeah, rather than a a new Monaco, which might, which I assume Mercedes will probably put onto their car. Well, potentially. I mean, we don't really. I haven't seen many of the names announced. I know that Mr. McLaren have basically put an M on the end of theirs. Let's see. Because it's now the yeah. Mercedes engine. Mercedes have not. So the ones who have given their names are Red Bull, McLaren, Ferrari, and Alpine. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Red Bull RB16B. The the way that Red Bull have done it is they've basically put on the twenty one upgrades last year. Uh, they'll obviously be taking off their barge board elements that they have to remove. There'll be what else yeah. there? There's the rear, the floor, the floor cutout that has to be put into place. But essentially, they're saying the RB16B, sorry, the RB16 from Abu Dhabi is going to be largely what you see as it is in yeah. testing. Yes, which is interesting because they've obviously got their new driver lineup of uh, Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez. Might, yeah, not never heard of him. I wonder if he's going to have an F1 career. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm excited for Perez. I'm excited. To I see. think, I think he's definitely in the last season when we didn't really know where he was going to be or what he was going to be doing. He's almost taken a big step forward. I think he's, he was always a good driver. Don't get me wrong. Well, I've, called, I think I've was, called for him to go somewhere like Ferrari for years. He tested Ferrari, I think, didn't he? I think he did once. Yeah. Did a Fiorano test and then that was the end of it. But he, um, I think, yeah, he's a good driver and he deserves to be in a good team. He's a good match, I think. In terms, I, yeah, in terms no, of his, I think, yeah, he's, he's quite, you know, he knows he's quick. He's got the he he can back it up on track, but he doesn't he doesn't rile his teammates that often. Yeah, he's a team player hmm. as well. I think, which is what they're gonna want. They want um, they literally literally they want somebody to. Be there if Mercedes try and do an extra stop to get tire advantage, uh, like at Hungary year before last, was it? Yes. So that's what they basically want is some yeah someone to um can't think of the term well, essentially be a, be a wingman to Verstappen yeah but then if if he needs to take the fight to Mercedes which I think he'll be able to yeah I think so as well. Assuming the car is good enough, which I think it probably will be more or less good enough to do it. Yeah. Obviously, this is the last year, officially, of Honda's uh, engine program. Yeah. Uh, we are still currently waiting on what Red Bull are going to do in terms of if they're going to take it on themselves with, say, someone like Mugen 
or another partner, maybe Cosworth or something like that. Um, or if they're going to go to another supplier, which I don't think is the greatest idea in the world. But it's it's up in the air in that front. So this could be their big opportunity this year if they can get enough of, enough of a run on Mercedes. Yeah, I mean, I then as soon as if they go for another a customer engine in inverted commas and end up with the Mercedes or the Ferrari or even to a certain extent the Renault engine hmm. um, I don't think Renault would have them back firstly because of all Renault the would, Palama. Renault would have to they would have to because of the F1 rules about, right. about suppliers okay. but it wouldn't be a so they, harmonious relationship no they wouldn't necessarily welcome them with open arms put it that way Yeah. Uh, and Ferrari and Mercedes aren't going to want to give a engine to their nearest competitor no. let's face it um as much as anything the customer engine i know it's in theory exactly the same and you get all the same engine modes but it's not going to be the same is it there's going to be tiny little differences and the the a team will always have the best engine well even if it is exactly the same it's just slightly like it's the integration um, it's the integration of the, into the package yeah because I mean, it's designed it's, it's vertical what's it called vertical uh i don't remember diffusion yeah something like that. It's, it's it's the it's the way that the whole car is built around the engine whereas the the customers have to sort of adapt to the engine rather than design it from the work yeah so someone like mercedes will design that's, the word. that's it um mercedes will design the chassis and then put the engine in that fits yeah They'll make the engine fit. Yeah. Whereas all the customer seems have to do that the other way around, don't they? They have yes. to kind of build the car around the engine instead. Speaking uh, of... Which isn't going to be the best way of doing it. Speaking of which, McLaren came third last year. Bit of a rebound from years prior. Uh, yeah. Obviously, McLaren-Mercedes. Never heard of that partnership before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they got Lando Norris and Daniel Ricciardo, previously from Renault. Um, yep. Some say it's the most exciting lineup on the grid. I think that it's going to be underwhelming this year. That's my, my general feeling, is that McLaren will stay basically where they are in terms of the midfield fight. Well, I, th I think he, mm, it's difficult, isn't it? Because the problem that they're going to have is, and I know that they, they're the only people who are changing engine this year, aren't they? Uh, yes. No one else is changing the manufacturer. Mm -hmm. So the FIA have said to them, you are allowed a few extra bits of modification to make the engine fit. Yeah, I think it's the rear, the rear section, really, they're allowed to sort of mess around with. Yeah, they're allowed to modify it a bit more extensively than the rest of the teams are, purely so the power unit actually bolts to the car yeah um because it wouldn't necessarily have done with the renault engine that was in it last year well you say that remember when braun gp went from their honda engine to a mercedes it seemed to fit fit quite badly and the start car was still really good so we, well we can... i mean you say that but i mean i've heard stories that that when they first tried to put that engine in they were literally using an angle grinder cutting away sections of the chassis exactly to make the and engine fit well yeah <laughs> perhaps that's why um what do you make so, of yeah. ricardo going to mclaren i i've always thought daniel ricardo can sometimes be a superb driver and other times he's just a bit underwhelming is he a nico hulkenberg type where he'll have flashes of brilliance but he can have he's never going to get as far as he maybe should do 
I think yes. I think that's probably a good analogy, actually. If, if, uh, if uh, what's the name, Lando Norris beats Ricardo this year, what happens? I think they keep Ricardo. Yeah. But he becomes the number two. I think that he'll be. And I think that will be teams, fair. I think the team's focus will shift to to Norris. Yeah, if Norris does basically either equal him or beat him or that. But it's yeah. Uh, I mean, Norris is McLaren's man. Has been for the last what? Four years, five years, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. I think Norris has to give himself another step up, like he did last year. Yeah. Uh, but I think he, I think we've agreed for the last few years, he's a good driver and he's going to do stuff in F one. So. Oh yeah, definitely, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, if the if it does work with that Mercedes engine, then I would like to think he could get more podiums this year, in the same way that Racing Point did. Last year, we'll come to our overall standings at the end, but yeah, uh, let's um, let's move on. So, behind them was Racing Point, unless you, of course, yeah. uh, didn't count their 15 point deduction. Racing Point now, of course, are technically Aston Martin because yes. um, Mr. Stroll's done some buying on eBay for <laughs> small teams. Uh, Aston Martin Mercedes. They have Sebastian Vettel from Ferrari replacing Sergio Perez and Lance Stroll yep. staying where he is because, surprise, surprise, family is of uh, course. is uh, quite strong in F1. Uh, so th- I think Aston Martin here have gone for the... Try- they've tried to beat Mercedes for the longest name in F1. They're called Aston Martin Cognizant Formula One team. Which there we go. Slight- so there's no mention of Mercedes in there. Though. No, it's if they had done that, they'd have had a, long- had a longer hmm. name because Mercedes is Mercedes AMG Petronas Formula One team. But on Wikipedia, that's slightly longer. <laughs> I think it's, there's too many eyes in uh, in Aston Martin and Cognizant. That's probably it. Yeah, shorter so, length. However, there Just, are there are more um, little um, little numbers above there for references, but that doesn't count. Anyway, Aston Martin, Racing Point, Ford, Jordan, Spiker, whatever you want to call them. What do you think? Yes, I think if they can keep their momentum up, they could do well. Do you think they'll be? An easy third place? I don't think it'll be an easy third place. Do you think they've got the driver talent for it? Because I don't. It's really difficult to say, isn't it? Because the last few seasons, Vettel has looked pretty poor, not yeah. going to lie, considering where he was. Lance, um, Lance Stroll's interesting. He's improved, but... Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, he's improved. But, but he's, he's still, he's I not, think... He's not a... He's not an F1 driver. He's not good enough, in my opinion. I think he's midfield, definitely. Yeah. Do you think that's going to... Gonna... He's, not, he's not poor. He's not a poor driver. But he's <laughs> no, not... his, dad, his dad owns, owns an F1 <laughs> team and that's Martin. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yes. He's not a terrible driver. No. He's not... He, he's not one of those drivers you go, yes, he's going to win loads of races in his career. He's going to be superb. He might get the odd win here or there, maybe. If he's lucky. I think majority of his career will be maybe podiums but the top end of the midfield if the car's good enough do you f- well i don't know i think that this this is a quite a weak team on paper oh I, yeah i mean it's, it's so tricky to say isn't it because you don't know how much of that momentum they'll be able to carry forward i mean the car at the end of last season looked very very good but it looked very good when sergio was driving it yes <laughs> It didn't look amazing when Lance was driving it, and I don't really know how much of 
Sebastian's lack of performance was because the Ferrari was a bit rubbish. But even the year before that, he was outclassed by his, his teammate. His then rookie teammate. Yeah. Um, this is quite sad. We haven't even got a Ferrari yet, and we're not going to, because next up is Renault slash now Alpine. Alpine. With um, so. some old Spanish bloke called Fernando Alonso and yeah. uh, Esteban Ocon. Yes. Now, they're obviously changing colour. Well, yes. So, they've <laughs> gone from yellow to, we hope, blue, yep. eventually. Currently, their winter livery, which is an interesting idea, uh, is black, which is a bit boring. But well, that's Renault thing. did that last that's year. The thing. They're saying, oh, yes, it's all new or different. And they do exactly the same thing that Renault did with last exactly. year's car, when they launched exactly. it in black. Exactly. The fact they called it the Renolution, which is, which is <laughs> a bloody stupid word. Yeah, it's awful, isn't it? Oh, um, it's fr- these French people. <laughs> But essentially, this has come about um, because Renault, as the company Renault, wants to focus more on electric cars and small economical cars. And then they have Alpine, which is kind of more (laughs) sports cars. Um, So they've renamed Formula Renault as well, is now Formula Alpine. Um, That's just silly. I don't really know. But again... uh, (laughs) even though that literally uses the engine from a Clio. Um, <laughs> hey, I, I like the new Clio. It's quite nice. I have no feeling to it either way. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, it's they're essentially the same... Well, they are the same team. They've just changed the name. It's a bit like what Aston Martin have done with Racing Point. It's exactly the same person. Well, you say, it's it's essentially, you say that, Sam. Alpine at least well, have, a, have a new boss. They do have a new team boss who I've never heard of, but Sean has because yep. he watches both GP. Yes, so Davide Brivio, who has been Suzuki's main man in MotoGP for the for a number of years, uh, he's coming across after Suzuki won the MotoGP title last year. Uh, he's he's a good guy. He knows he knows how to get an operation going. I think he's CEO or something like that coming into into um, Alpine. Uh, he's definitely a a proven winner whether or not he will be able to translate to F to F1 I think it remains to be seen yeah I think all I've seen is that he's basically going to be the one the guy directly below the CEO of Alpine who yeah. is um, Laurent Rossi yep. I think um, and yeah so he'll be reporting directly to Laurent Rossi which is probably a good way of doing it realistically because there's no politics or anything that can get in the way of that if he needs something for the race team he could just ask the boss yep and it's essentially it's, it's, it's this should hopefully stop what renault problems were which was the layers of bureaucracy above the f1 team and the fear yes the, things the fear like yes and things like the nationalism behind renault where they wanted a french driver in a french car mm. even though they're based in the uk they're based in enstone which is nowhere near france no <laughs> Um, and a French team boss, although um, David Brivio doesn't sound like a very French name. <laughs> so he's not. That's why. So maybe they've realised that actually they just need the right people to do the right job. What do you make? Of, speaking of people who do the right job, what do you make of the drivers? Um, I mean, Ocon, I think is quite good. Mm-hmm. Still, not amazing, still but quite himself. good. Yeah, I think. Yeah. 
Um, Alonso, who knows, really? He's almost an unknown quantity at this point, isn't he? Because the last time he competitively raced an F1 car was, what, 2017? Uh, was it 2018? One of the two. But a while ago, put it that way. Um, he's been doing sports cars, he's been doing LMP1, which I know is still a very, very fast race car, but it's not the same as Formula 1. It's not the same kind of mentality that you need to drive them. Uh, he's going to be uh, probably still the second oldest on the grid after Kimi. Uh, yes. Because um, Kimi is actually 78 next year. Many <laughs> um, returns. <laughs> yeah. Um, he'll, get, he'll get his letter from the Queen soon. He will, and his bus pass. Exactly. Um, but yeah, Fernando's not far behind him, to be fair. Uh <laughs> and then they had the cheats to run him in the young driver test. Which yeah, is that, that's, that just completely that really annoyed me. Oh god! I mean, <laughs> so, I mean if, if Sebastian Buemi had been there on his own, that'd been bad enough. But Alonso, <laughs> yeah, Alon Alonso <laughs> being the one that catalyzed it in the first place, and then Nigel Mansell as well testing for Ferrari. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um, shame Sterling Moss couldn't get be there for Mercedes. Yeah, it is a shame. Yeah, but, he uh, didn't quite make it. He was there in spirit. He was. He's always there in spirit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's difficult to say where Alonso's going to fit in regards to his teammate. He'll still be quick, but I don't think he's going to be. He's, he's probably going to have a Schumacher-esque sort of help the team stabilise. But he's not a stabilising driver. He's a fucking dickhead. Technical term. <laughs> um, he he's favourite driver. I hate him. He destabilises every single team he ever goes to. And just makes it all about him rather than the greater picture. I don't get why he why he's there, apart from for I, for obvious uh, coverage. That's it. I'd say yeah. The only reason he is really there is for marketing. Let's move uh, on. It's the world champion coming home, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, for the third time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ferrari sixth place last year. Absolutely abhorrent season. I think it's their worst of this century. Um, I think it is. And that's putting it a lot. Putting that's that's bad considering the 2005 car and the 2014 car. Um, I think it's actually the worst in something like 50 years. It's even longer than that. They had a car in the 80s which came 10th apparently. Okay, there we go then. Well, that is 50 years, 40 years. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, Ferrari, 131 points, so 442 points off Mercedes. That's madness it's, for it's Ferrari. They, they. They podiums. must have been disappointed with that. As an understatement, that's two. Well, sorry, three three podiums, two third places, one second place through the whole season. It's awful. It's it's uh, not what you expect from from Ferrari, is it? No. Well, I don't know. These days, <laughs> we, maybe we well, do. Maybe this is the new thing. This, this is the new era. Obvi obviously, the, there was a lot of the problem with Vettel. There was also a lot of the problem with their engine, which had the. Uh, the shroud behind it of whether or not it was legal. They lost about yep. 50 horsepower over the season and that put them from basically second or third fastest to, as as we ended up, seventh. And at times they were even slower than Alpha Tauri. Sorry, they were sixth and they, they were slower than Alpha Tauri on some, some points. So yeah. had they not had as good a development as they did later on in the season, they could well have finished seventh. Could well have done. Um, they've also got a new driver. They do. Charlie Sainz. Yep. Carlos. Uh, moving to the red team. Where do you stand uh, on this, uh, Sam? Is he going to be a Barrichello or is he going to be a Mansell Prost? I'd 
I would love, I really like Science. I think he's a very good driver. And I think on his day, in that, if the Ferrari is actually good enough, let's, let's think of Ferrari back where they were a couple of years ago as the second best team for a moment. Mm-hmm. I think if that's the case, he could easily win races. I would expect him to, not this year, but with, well, with, maybe, with well, a car that can do it. If the car's, if the car's good enough, I think he'll be there. Um, I don't, however, think that Ferrari will be him allowing him to be on an equal footing to Charles Leclerc. Well, they've said they will, but they say a lot of things at Ferrari. I say they've always said no. Ferrari always have a number one and a number two. I mean, that's always been the case right the way back to the really early days of F1. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be the case again. It, it just that's the way that Ferrari works. And if Carlos has gone there. Um, knowing that, then I think that to a certain extent is fine. If he's decided, well, I'm happy to be number two to Charles, fine. If that's what he wants to do. How but old, I think how he's, old is signs now? He's, the same, he's literally the same age as me, so yes. Huh. He's born on exactly the same day as me. So he's, he's, got, he's only got a couple of years left then. <laughs> well, I mean, so it's you. Uh, sure. Um, I think he, he's a stopgap. Okay. I think you could be right. I think we'll see, he'll be there for a couple of years, um, and then there'll be a certain another German driver joining. Yep. Yeah, if if he turns out to be ready in two or three years, I think that it'll be over for signs. But yeah, we shall see. Uh, after well, we'll get to that in a minute. After I go to improve, we'll see. Alpha Tauri, Toro Rosso, Minardi, seventh place last year. A bit disappointing. Uh, but Actually, had some quite good results exactly, though. Exactly, they did win a race. Thanks to Pierre Gasly, who of course is this year staying on, along with uh, Chris's favourite, Yuki Tsunoda. Tsunoda. <laughs> From Japan. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, that's an interesting pairing, I think. I think so. It's going to be, I think that if pairing, if pairings of drivers can push each other on, I think that's going to be one of the top of those. Yes. Gasly has enough experience now to be able to sort of coach Yuki. Mm-hmm. To a certain extent of bringing him up to speed in Formula One because but, it is a jump up. But he's it's also be hungry a jump up. enough to be wanting it for himself. Really push on. Yeah. Yes, he's not like an old driver like like what you might think with Vettel going to Aston Martin essentially as a driver coach for Lance. Yeah. Um, I would say he's. They're gonna push each other in the right direction for the team. And I think that's a good, strong pairing. I would be disappointed if Gasly doesn't beat Sonoda this year. I think, uh, yeah, I think realistically he needs, and uh, assuming he has the sort of season that he has the last few years where he's been not astonishing, but pretty solid, um, I think, yeah, he, he needs to beat his teammate. Put it this as, way. Get... Seeing as his teammate is a rookie. Even though... But Sonoda's a very good driver, so. Yeah. Even though Alfatori finished in uh, seventh. Gasly still got tenth in the championship. Yes, beating, yeah, because he had beating Lance Stroll. Yeah, and he had the majority of the points of the team as well, didn't he? Uh, by a long way, yeah. So Gasly yeah. scored seventy-five points. Alvatore scored one hundred and seven. So that showed the difference yeah. between him and um, uh, Kvyat. And I mean, twenty-five of that will have been the race win. True. So, but it, the car would would you say the car was ever meant to be at the top of that grid? Probably not. No. Let's face it, it's the B team to Red Bull, so it was never intended to be in front of them. No, but 
Gasly proved himself, improved the team, and I think that yeah. it'll be interesting to see how much they can or or don't progress. If they can join that midfield fight more often with Renault, with Ferrari, with uh, Racing Points, I think it might be very interesting. Behind them, though, Alfa Romeo, Sauber, Ferrari, whatever you want to call them, uh, one of the only teams with... Well, the, at the moment, I think they are the only team with uh, the same lineup. Certainly that we've mentioned so far, at yes. Um, yeah. Uh, there is... Well, there's one other confirmed, isn't there? That's uh, the same. Who's that? Williams. Oh, yeah. I forgot about them. Uh, all right, yeah. So the best of the currently confirmed staying the same teams. Sal yes, so they've, they've still got Kimi and Antonio Giovinazzi. Who's, whose article I just posted. So go read that. Yes, yeah, so make sure you read that. And we're not going to talk about Giovinazzi <laughs> because you have to go and read the articles to learn about him. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, think it's going to, I think this year will be Sauber basically recovering due to Ferrari more than anything else. The car I think you're right. The car wasn't great. It'll just be really a civil war between Giovinazzi and Raikkonen. If Raikkonen loses, then I think he'll be gone. I think this is Kimmy's last season. I think he'll he won't bother learning a new car now. Um well, especially since it's when... gonna be slower. Well, exactly, yeah. Why would he want to bother slowing down? He'll go and do some rallying in Finland or, or something or just be, to keep his eye dad, you know minor things like or that. yeah run his kid in casting yeah. um, I think that it really does depend for Alpha what Ferrari are able to do with their engine I don't think they've got a chance otherwise yes yeah I would agree with that um, and that's purely because it's so engine um, engine dependent that like the car can be the best car in the world on the grid, even, but if it's not got the power to do anything, then it won't be at the front. Um, there's not a lot more to say about Sauber, Mayor. No, <laughs> um, because they're basically the same team. Yeah, nothing really has changed. Uh, they had did a quite a good job last year, but maybe slightly disappointing. How much of that was their fault? How much was Ferrari's? Up for question, but we'll find out yeah. this year. Pass yeah, certainly will. Completely different team this year. Yes, now we're only going to talk, uh, if it's alright with you, Sean, we're only going to talk about one of their drivers, though. Yep, I agree. We will make, so, we'll, say, it, we'll say the name of the other one, that's it. Okay, so their number two driver will be Nikita Mazepin. Yep, and hopefully he won't be there very long. No. Uh, and so, uh, number Mick one... Mick Schumacher, making his one debut. Yes, now a lot of people have been waiting this for a long time. I've been waiting since 2015. There you go. Um, very long time now. <laughs> Uh, I think he'll be quite good. Hopefully, I hope he's quite good. But I think that that's the the reason that the F1 paddock wants him to be there is because they want him to be reasonably good because because of who his dad was. Yes, but, but the problem is the Haas car is going to be absolutely abhorrent. Yes, um, but Haas's problem came between how the, the parts were uh, changing in their metallurgy basically between practice and qualifying so the car was unstable by the time it got to the practice the qualifying sessions um right. so with the lo loss of downforce made from the changes to the back of the car 
and also the barge boards which will have less of an effect on the ride height and that sort of thing in terms of the amount of downforce being pushed into the car could it help us it could, it could, uh, it could help i mean it, it might do yeah a simplified car means in theory it's easier to set it up yeah i think so the Haas team need they need something this year They've got. They need a decent season, don't they? Let's face it. Well, let's think. Was it three years ago they finished fourth? Was it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, 2018, they finished fifth. Then ninth. Which is pretty good. Yeah, literally. Last, 2019, they came ninth. And last year, they came ninth. But it's just, they've lost 90, 90 points in two years. <laughs> so they need they need something. Yes. Um, because otherwise, Gene Haas won't end won't keep doing this. No, absolutely not. <laughs> this is a massive waste of his money at the moment. Yes. Um, uh, and it can't be making money. There's no way well, that a team like that can be making sponsors. money. That's what I mean. It, yeah, they don't have any. They had a sponsor, and he turned out he was a dickhead. He's a pirate. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that, I think it'll be a big year for Haas. Maybe in two years. It, it needs to be. They've got... They've got their new hub at Ferrari, which I think can only help them. Yes, that is a good move. And actually, that is very similar to how Ross Braun started managing Ferrari when he took over there. Yeah, He moved everything a lot closer together, and that helped gel it yeah. sort of thing. So, in theory, that will help with Haas as well. Um, however, have they moved all of their stuff there, or no, have they just, just moved? they've got a, um, basically a forward operating base, really. Right, so potentially, actually, it could be like damaging if half the two or a quarter of the team are in Italy, the rest of them are in the UK. Well, I don't know. I think Haas, Haas must be using Ferrari's wind tunnel. They must be. True. Yeah. True. Uh, but then, I don't know, because Delara must have one as well. Well, yeah, actually, yeah, they must have three places because they've know. got their. Their factory, obviously, the Haas F1 base, and then they've got people at Ferrari, and presumably they have people at Dallara as well. Well, I imagine, I imagine that uh, where Haas are, which is in Oxford somewhere, I think, uh, yeah. they, they'll have CFD basically on all the time. Yes. So, I don't know, it's going to be, correla it'll be a correlation thing. It'll be, I don't know, it's going yeah, to be very interesting to see what Haas do this year. If they can beat Alpha, that'll be a big step for them. That's what they need to be. They need to make themselves the number two for Ferrari. Yeah. Because that will make them infinitely better supported. Yeah, definitely. Now, speaking of teams that are supported, Williams came last yes. last two years or three years? Or four years? Uh, Three, I think. Hang on. Wikipedia, tell me. Actually, no, it'll take too long. Uh, we'll just assume they've been last for ages. So, George Russell. If he stays... Doesn't go to Mercedes. Yes. Presuming at time of recording that he will be in the Williams next year or this year even. What does George need to do? I think he needs to do an absolute job. He needs to score some points, I think. He does. He, also, he really, really basically, does. Basically, no big big crashes. No, uh, was it Imola or Mugello? Where he yeah, crashed? where he, Imola, where he dropped it behind the safety car. Um, I think that needs to be cut out. He needs to continue his Mr. Saturday form. 
Uh, he yeah. needs to basically be there. I mean, he 11th place is the minimum he should be aiming for, even if the car isn't capable of it. He should be trying to get you know in in that same talking point. Because I'd I mean, agree if that. he gets yeah. enough of them, it's possible that Hass and Alpha are targets for Williams. I would like to think they are, and actually Williams uh, are receiving a lot more parts this year from Mercedes. Yep. So Gearbox. whereas before, yeah, so they obviously they got the engine and like the power unit before, but they made their own gearbox, their own diff, their own hydraulic systems, and yeah. all of that sort of stuff. Whereas now, um, the the gearbox and the hydraulic systems are also coming from Mercedes, so it'll all just work a lot better, um, and they could just plumb it in and it'll go. Yeah. So hopefully that'll be a big improvement for the car. As we said, the cars are simpler this year as well. Um, so hopefully there'll be less stringent um, practice pace requirements kind of thing. It'll be easier to set the cars up. Um, not that I think that's really the problem for Williams. I, don't, I think the, the actual setup of the car is fine. It's the... Um, the operation to get the best out of it, necessarily. Of course, Williams do have their new owners this year, taking more of a... Uh, that we have more of an influence on this year's car than they did over last year, coming in mid-season. Yep. Uh, yep. However, this year, of course, as we said, is basically a carryover from last year, so the inherent weaknesses of the Williams from last year will be mostly still there. Uh, but as we said before, with the changes that have happened to aerodynamics... It could help them. They might. They will probably lose less than a team like Red Bull, like a, than a team like Mercedes, then and also maybe Alpha Tauri. Yeah, uh, percentage-wise, they will lose less than the bigger teams, which could because they, help them. which I hope will help them. Yeah. Um, what they also have, and this is sort of moving on to our next point, which is some of the more the finer points of the rule changes. Yep. Um, is they are going to be the biggest benefiter of the. Scaling back of um, well, the, yeah, that as well, but also the aerodynamic testing is being reduced. Well, yes, yeah, so they, they, they so do you want to go on to that, Sam? Yeah, so we'll move, we can move on to that. Um, so essentially, one of the new rules that is coming in is that essentially the bigger teams are being restricted as to what they're actually allowed to test, not only in the wind tunnel but also in CFD. Which is um, computational fluid dynamics. I which am is very skeptical as to how that's going to be policed. I don't really know how you can police it, um, especially at the moment <laughs> with it, with lots of people, especially like the yeah. the designers and stuff, will presumably be working from home, not in in the factory. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be very very difficult for them to say exactly how much people are actually using it. Yeah. Uh, but in theory, um, like for example, Mercedes will only be allowed to test, and this is a, their current size so in the 2021 aerodynamics, they can only test 90% compared to what Williams will get, which is like 113%. Yes, this is in terms so, of the. Uh, <clears throat> is this compared to what? they did last because i think last year we had a number of hours of wind tunnel testing that was allowed or something i like think that. that's yeah i think that's right so it's basically it'll be 90 percent of whatever they were out last year or something like that 
Yeah, which I don't know what the hours were exactly, but this is applying to the CFD side of it as well as aero. Sure. Like aero wind tunnel testing. So. Do you remember 10 years ago when Virgin came up with a CFD car and everyone laughed at it because it was rubbish and also the fuel tank didn't fit? And everyone went, oh, yes. yeah. Went, <laughs> went, oh yeah, CFD. It's, 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 it's all computers. They're, they're going to replace wind tunnel. <laughs> and now 10 years later, we've got literally massive uh <laughs> restrictions on it because it's going to get too expensive and too good <laughs> yeah. so, it's too easy for the big teams with their server rooms yeah, and stuff and super computers, computers run cfd constantly yeah i mean that's um, it's quite funny how times change in just 10 years yeah <laughs> although it was also quite comical virgin's attempt oh god that's um, funny the fact that but they, also, they, could, but, yeah. they couldn't do the whole race on the fuel i mean it's a good thing they were being lapped really <laughs> yeah um yeah i think it's the theory behind it makes sense that it should in theory allow the smaller less successful teams to test more new parts than the big teams yeah so if, which in theory will close the grid up it's more it's more of a factor next year so when you get to the team that comes first will have 70 percent of the current yes. error testing allowed uh compared to the idea there percent for 10th place yeah, the idea there will presumably be that they're going to have to do a lot of design work for the new car because it's a completely new car. But once they've made that, then they'll make it a lot more difficult to develop it. I think it's going to be interesting because that, that's a big big question mark over this year. So when do you cut off the 2021 car and put all your resources into next year? But yeah, put everything into it. I'm, I'm not sure. It's difficult to say, really, isn't it? Because, um, I mean, if Mercedes run away with it, will all of the teams just go, you know what, let's just work on next year, try and beat them next year? Or equally, will Mercedes we- just cut off the supply by June? Yeah. Um, or will, will any of the teams even really bother, apart from maybe the bottom half of the grid, developing their car at all this year? Ferrari have to. Because... Ferrari need to, and the smaller teams, so once you get to kind of, as, as bad as it probably sounds, realistically, the Ferrari-powered cars, mm. um, kind of AlphaTauri downwards, yeah. I would say. Um, they will probably will develop, yeah. However... Apart from whoever's... Well, it depends. If Williams are in a fight for not last, that's when they'll keep fighting. That's, yeah, this is what I mean. They will probably develop because they want those championship points because it makes such a big difference to the prize pot they get. Yeah. Um, even scoring one point, they get a lot more money, I think, don't they? Yeah, well, plus sponsorship. If they don't come last, it's a damn sight better of a uh, yeah. pitch. One of the yeah more historic, well-known, iconic F1 teams, if they're suddenly on the rise again, mm. it'll bring, bring money in, won't it? Definitely. Um, what else do we need to talk about for this year? The races? Yeah, we can go through the calendar. I think it's going to be... I think this calendar will change a lot. I think you're right. Um, but provisionally, anyway, uh, we're going to be starting in Bahrain, aren't we? Yes. So that's because they uh, have moved the Australian Grand Prix because there wouldn't have been enough time between testing and the Grand Prix to actually get through 
into uh, Australia because you have to have th- three weeks. I think it's three weeks, two or three two weeks, or three weeks quarantine. Which, with the amount of people required for a Grand Prix, um, because it's not just the drivers, yeah. obviously, it's, it's a problem all with the, of the team it's a staff. With the bubbles, and, you know, because of the obviously Australia Albert Park is in the middle of a city. Yes. Uh, yeah. So therefore, they've got to be that bit more careful. Yeah, so they've moved that back towards the sort of latter half of the well, season. Se- second them. last race right now. Yeah. Um, oh, they're going to Saudi Arabia. Sorry, we'll get to that. Yes, so we go to Jeddah. Uh, yeah. But we'll come to that later. So, yeah. Uh, Bahrain. <clears throat> I'm just trying to find... They're also somewhere. doing testing in Bahrain. It. Have they moved the, the Barcelona test, though? This is yes. what I couldn't find. Yes, they've moved it to Bahrain this week. Right, okay. Last week. Cool. So it. there's no barring. They've also moved it back a week, I think. So basically, they'll spend I don't know, probably about a month or so in Bahrain, which you know will be great for suntans. Yeah, yeah, um, and of course, uh, the fact that I'm just trying to find it, I had it somewhere. The actual, the, the properly up to date new calendar. Oh, I've just gone to F one. F one disappeared. Go to f one dot com and go to schedule. Or, ah, or, do or, it. or go to Wikipedia. You know, same difference. Oh, I had that. I had it open on the... <laughs> I was looking at the wrong time. Right, so there we go. Sa- I found it now. So 28th of March is the official first race right now at Bahrain. Uh, two, yep. Three weeks later will be uh, Imola, hooray, um, with an asterisk yes. though, so I don't know why that is, but Imola 18th of That I April. think is, um, it's all subject to like the World Motorsport Council, I think. Oh, okay. So this is basically the proposed calendar, and if for some reason the World Motorsports Council goes, no, don't do that. Yeah. Then they won't. But... Don't don't go to Sean's mm-hmm. second favorite track. Yeah, obviously that's what they'll look at. They'll just go well on <laughs> Sean's list of the best circuits. Italy's number two, uh, Imola's number two. So we're not going. There. That's what we'll be doing. Well, I can't see Portugal, <laughs> so they've got rid of my favorite track, which is ridiculous. That was a great <laughs> race. Uh, it was quite a good race. Second of May to be confirmed. Yes. Now this is a new Grand Prix. Um, <laughs> It's just outside the city of Confirmed, I think, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is um, in the it's somewhere near Antarctica, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yes, yeah. Uh, but of course, due to border disputes, that that uh, that can't be um, confirmed or denied, or denied. Yes, so we're waiting for confirmation on that. Exactly. But so a week later in Spain, uh, Barcelona. Yeah. Now this is why I think this TBC may be somewhere like Algarve. I hope it will be. Because there's only a week between them, so it can't be somewhere like too far, really. No. Let's face it. I'd love, uh, I'd so love yeah. After um, so yeah. So Spain will actually be interesting this year because they won't have a uh, a server room of data to for how the cars drive there. Yeah, they won't have done any preseason there. Well, they will because they have last year, but that's not the point. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, a lot of this year will be similar in that respect, won't they? Although quite a lot of these circuits we didn't actually go to in no, the end. Of course. So, so next case in point is, of course, Monaco in Monaco. Yep. Um, nice to see it back on the calendar. No, it's not. <laughs> it just stay, it just <laughs> I knew stay you'd say that. <laughs> I hate, um, hate Monaco. It's a terrible track. I don't think it really suits the current cars at all, does it? Big. They're too big. It's too slow. It's too shit. Doesn't work. Uh, unlike on sixth of June, it's a Bijir. It's a Bijir in Baku. Yes, which is a good circuit, one of the better new circuits, I think. Best GP two um, track ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
And yeah, again, that one's back on the calendar. Wasn't there last year? Montreal after that. Yeah. Uh, so like a Gilles Villeneuve, which is a great week. circuit. They've got a week to go from Azerbaijan to Canada. Yeah. That's a that's a. And then task. more or less, and then the same, I think, isn't it? Um, no, they've got two weeks. To... Uh, two weeks between there and La Castellet. Paul Ricard. I, hope, I wonder if they'll change the circuit layout this year. Because they were saying it last year they might. Mm. I doubt they will because it's F1. I mean, they've got something like 120 different track layouts. So. All of them terrible. All of them awful, yeah, but um, it's a test circuit, really, yeah. though, isn't it? Well, if that's so. the, it is called um, high, how is it, high Technology Test Track or something. Yeah, HTTT. Yeah. Uh, speak, next up is one of our test tracks on the CSR uh, Austria. Yep. Spearful. Good track. Uh, yes, it's good for F1. Shouldn't have ever left. But... No. Um, had two races there last year, both of which were quite good. Yep. Is it the best track in Austria? Debatable. <laughs> uh, it's the best Austrian track on the F1 calendar. Yes, I, I'd agree with that. Uh, then, amazingly, Silverstone. Yeah. They're going to to England. 18th of July. 18th. So it's what two weeks later than normal. Uh, yes, more or less. Yeah. So that's uh, so weather hopefully will be good. <laughs> Well, hopefully, um, <laughs> to be too hot for me, uh, almost certainly, but that's not difficult. First of August, Hungary and Budapest. Yep. So, um, that'd be interesting. Did they go to? No, they don't think they did go to uh, Hungary. Oh, they did go to Hungary ring last year, didn't they? I don't remember. It's t- yeah, it's, we did. It's not very good tracks. So I don't know. Yes, of course it's... it because because uh, Magnussen scored some points. Yes. Uh, and then on to Spa, which is good. It's it's this um, this is basically sort of like how the season used to be before everything got jumbled up be. last year. Yeah. So we got And f- then we go to Zandvoort. Well, we say that. We said that last year and it didn't happen. Yeah. Everyone's been waiting for this for a little while now, haven't they? Uh so they spent, 5th all, of September. spent all that money getting the track ready. This is, and then it uh, just this, didn't get used. This is getting silly. Look at how many races there still are to go and we're in September. Oh god, I know. We're only like halfway through, if that. So twelfth um, September, Monza. Which back in the day would be like the third last race of the season. Yeah. Um, Two weeks 26th, later, sixth Russia, Sochi. Terrible track. No, uh, not good. Third of October, so a week after that. Back to Singapore, which is good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, week later, tenth. Yeah, Suzuka. Mm. And then they have a few weeks off, don't they? Uh, they have two weeks off. Then they're off to America Land. Yeah, so they've got to travel halfway across the world <laughs> to Austin, Texas. In America. Yeah. Um, which... A week later, they're off to Mexico. Yeah, and the that's... 7th of November, Sao Paulo, yeah. Brazil. Of course, that depends on what happens with Brazil. We never know. Well, yeah. That's the point. Knows. A lot of these then... races could very very quickly be not on the calendar. Is it 23 races this year? I think it is, yeah. Lot of races, isn't it? Uh, then we go to Melbourne. We go back to Albert Park, twenty first of November. Which actually, I was thinking about this the other day, and because it's Southern Hemisphere, that's a good thing because the weather will be better. Well, it'll be boiling hot. Yes, it'll be very, very warm, which is what the teams want. Fifth <laughs> um, of December, we go to Jeddah, which is a new race. This is a new one, and this is actually subject to circuit homologation uh-huh. as well. 
Um, yeah, is it has it been built? Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> essentially that's what it's going to be. Uh, which is in Saudi Arabia for the first ever Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. I wonder what oil um, they use for the, the bitumen. Who knows? <laughs> it could be Gulf oil. That would be good, wouldn't it? A blue and orange circuit. <laughs> Sam, I don't think the oil is in the colour scheme. <laughs> I, I don't see well, Shell. So Patronus isn't green. No, and Shell isn't red and, red and yellow either. Oh, how disappointing. Repsol is not orange. Oh. oh. Well, actually, it sort of is. But I'm so disappointed in you, Sean. Oh, sorry, mate. I've, I've late... Oh, but then again, Sunoco is yellow. Yeah, it is, yeah. So... You see, that's where that's obviously where and I got pen... the idea from. And Penn's oil. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we're, we're digressing. 12th of December, last race at Abu Dhabi. Yes. Terrible track. Perhaps unsurprisingly. <laughs> the, the thing is, Abu Dhabi can be a good track. It, I think so. All they need to do is get rid of the... When they come over the like turn two, down the hill, get rid of that chicane, so there's just a big hairpin. Yeah, and go then, straight into the hairpin. And then cut out the chicane at the end of the first straight, so you have a really, really, really long... Long straight. Uh... I don't think you could do the second one. Of course you could. It's a desert. You can move it. Well, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> um, It'd be like a massive <laughs> oval. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you had, you could have an extra DRS zone if you got rid of that first chicane as well, couldn't you? Uh, yes. Coming so out coming out of one. turn one, you big, could have DRS. That'd be a big crash. That would. And it would be two big DRS zones, one after the other. It would. A three, actually all three of them, half the lap, that half of the lap would be, <laughs> be DRS a, open, that'd, that'd wouldn't be excellent. it? Can you imagine the slipstreaming and the overtaking? Shall we, um, as a last sort of part of this podcast, before we get the, to the hour mark, go through what we think the championship order will be? Okay, um, we can do. If, if you've not written one down, feel free to get a pen. I don't mind. I have not written one down. Have, but... you, have you got Microsoft Word? No. Have you got a similar? I can get my notepad. Hang uh, on. That'll do. Right, here we go. Okay. Right. Notepad. Do you want to go from bottom up or top down? We'll go from top down. Okay. Constructors or drivers? Uh, oh, God, not doing drivers. Okay, constructors. Constructors. Right, Mercedes. Yes, I agreed. Don't, I don't think they're going to get anywhere near. I don't think they're going to be caught. Rebel Racing. Um... Yes, I think you're probably right. And I would agree that yeah. I don't think Ferrari will catch up enough to get second. This is where we're going to start digressing. Third place, I've got McLaren. I also have McLaren. Oh, maybe not then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fourth, Ferrari. Yeah, you see now, I would like to think that McLaren would walk all over Ferrari, but I, I kind of hope that Ferrari also back in it. Right. I probably would assume that they're going to be fourth. However, I think it's very, very uh, much dependent on what Aston Martin do. Come on, Sam. Don't sit on the fence. Who's going to come fourth? Aston Martin. Oh, okay. That's very different to what I've got. Do you know why I've said that? No. Because you said Ferrari. <laughs> Fifth place, Alpine. I think that's where Ferrari will come in. In fifth. Sixth place, Aston Martin. I've gone for Alpine there. Seventh, Alpha Tauri. Yes, agreed. Eighth, Alpha Romeo. Mm, yep. Ninth, Haas. No, I think Williams. Okay. Tenth, Williams. 
yeah, obviously I think Haas there. Well, that's gonna that's gonna be interesting. We'll put I'll, I'll do a little um table for our choices there. So it's, <laughs> yeah, so it's, we'll see. So we'll have a, a running. Yeah, we'll have a running total, shall we, of who's the most correct? Obviously, it'd be me. Obviously not. <laughs> well, I think that's going to more or less do it. I mean, all right, let's fight. Let's do top three. Top three drivers. Or, or top, top three drivers. Top three or top five. Decide. Top three. Let's do top three okay. drivers. Who's, so who's Lewis gonna win? Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. Ugh, yeah. He's not going to get beaten by Bottas, is he? So. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. He's got the best car. It's going to be Lewis. Second. Um, second. Verstappen. Oof, bold call, but I think I agree. Third. This is where it's going to be interesting. Third. I think that's probably where Bossas will be. Perez. You reckon? Yeah. You reckon? Yeah. I think maybe if the consistency's there for Perez from oh. from like day zero, I then think perhaps. that Perez will nab it off Bottas because he'll bottle it. And, um, and I think he'll nab it at the end. I think Red Bull will push that a little bit more. I think maybe. Maybe you're right. Um, they, I think it also very, very much depends on how much of a number two um, Perez is. Well, Because I don't... I think that obviously if, if the snapper is quicker than him then obviously he's going to be the number one. But if it's even close, I think Verstappen will still be the number one and he'll be asked to move out of the way. Go on, let's do top five. So who's going to finish fourth? I'd say Bottas. I think... Probably... Perez, probably Perez. Yeah, I would have said Perez. But then who's going to be fifth? Lando. That's exactly who I think is going to be fifth. Yeah. That's, so, well, I don't think either of the Ferraris will be up there, but I don't think I, I think, think Lando. No, I think will Leclerc be might be there, but I don't think I think maybe I think if Norris has enough of a little, little bit of a Mercedes magic, yeah, has a little bit of a uh, fuck you to, to Ricardo, I think that he can do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that's going to do it for this episode of Stubby Chronicles, the first one of 2021. Rounds it up. Rounds it up quite nicely. Obviously, we'll be covering Formula One quite extensively over the year. Uh, so do stay tuned to Self Automotive on social media. Of, yes, of whatever, do that. Of whatever source you want: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, the other ones, Spotify. Yeah. Don't forget to uh, follow us and rate us as well, because you can rate on Spotify. Can you? So give yeah, give us five stars for our entertaining podcasts. No, 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 our factually accurate po- podcasts. Uh, well, yes. Is, are we a factual? Are we factual we or are we entertainment? Well, I, I am. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I try to be entertaining as well, but Cree, Cree is entertaining. No. <laughs> well, that's because Al's factual. Yes, Al is pure facts. <laughs> uh, Chris is entertainment. Uh, yeah, because he can't talk. You're the social media manager. I am. I am, <laughs> and I'm, I'm the boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can do what you want. Yep, and then Monty is uh, is from Jersey. Yes, yeah, the tax exile. He does. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of Stereo Chronicles. Uh, thank you to there Sam goes for joining Monty's me. knighthood. Yep. <laughs> we shall see you um, next time. Take care and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>